Hi Spice fans, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pod of the Pops, which is chronicling the solo careers of the Spice Girls leading up to the 2019 reunion. By this point, we are in the second phase of the girls' careers, looking at them post the 2007 reunion up to the present day. For those of you who are keen Pod of the Pops listeners, you will already know that we record all of our episodes in batch together up in Scotland at Karen's house. Unfortunately, one of our files got super corrupted and despite all of Lauren's best attempts, we weren't able to save it. We could not resurrect this like Rita Ora resurrected the Phoenix album. This, unfortunately, it's gone. So we had to re-record the episode and we used an online Skype type platform. Unfortunately, it wasn't super great. And what it's given is some time lag with us talking. So it may appear that I, Erin, am three seconds ahead of the girls. Like I'm predicting their punchlines, like I'm getting the joke before it's even been said. So I have tried my best to edit this. And when I say tried my best, oh dear God, listener, I have spent so many hours and I didn't maybe do it the smartest, best way. So I maybe wasted a lot of time, but I really don't like to pay people to do jobs that I can do, which is why all of my comedy artwork has been done by me. (laughs) So apologies if this episode isn't the high quality that you've come to expect from us. We apologise to you, we apologise to ourselves, and we apologise to Jerry as it is her episode. I hope you understand. Without further ado, I present to you this episode. You're listening to Pod of the Pops, the podcast for reliving and reloving pop culture. Series one, The Spice Girls, solo careers. Okay, so oh, the second half of Jerry Halliwell's solo career is—it's really a long road of threats to release an album. That's a dangerous game. She hits more road bumps than Rita Ora in releasing an album. And that is many. That is a lot. But if Rita Ora can release that second album and it can... I checked the sales stats on it the other day and it's gone gold. So not to be sniffed at. If Rita Ora can do that, then... That line again. Jerry (laughs) can come back. But yes, Jerry can come back. You know, miracles can happen. I mean, miracle is Jesus extreme. can walk in water. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how this podcast goes with me in a completely different country to you guys. <laughs> now, oh, I'm in a different king of England. <laughs> <laughs> this is an international podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. So can we just set the scene for you? Me and Lauren are in like a room in my house that is small and echoey. With we've got a first aid box on the wall. And we've got a Dyson charging on the wall. Yep, yep. which is a, a vacuum cleaner for those who may not know. If we're setting the and scene, it should be known that Karen's house is not a house. It's an old, <laughs> it's an old nursery school that her and her boyfriend are converting into a house, and have been converting into a house for three years, and it still looks <laughs> like a nursery school. It's an ongoing project. Um, I need some cash money. <laughs> It's very much akin to Jerry Halliwell's second album. It's an ongoing project <laughs> that really needs a cash injection. 
There's also a Belfast sink on the floor on its side, it's so lovely. we can't use it. Yeah. And we have our famous Spice Girl cutouts behind us. So <laughs> yeah. um, they're here for luck. We're in the best room possible. We start Jerry Honeywell's second half of her solo career in true Jerry style. Um, in early 2008, she does an interview in The Guardian where she denounces herself as a feminist. Oh, uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So the quote is, for me, feminism is bra-burning lesbianism. It's very unglamorous. We need to see a celebration of our femininity and softness. Oh, man. Does she even know what she's talking about? Well, so that's, that's what's kind of distressing about this entire situation, isn't it? It's like for her to be such like a girl power icon and then to just spout this kind of internalized misogyny you're just like oh yeah but it constantly comes back to what i've always said though she doesn't know what her greatest assets are i used to picture her well it's her boobs according to (laughs) (laughs) it's like i used to picture her as this great speaker like she was politically engaging and i used to think she was a prophet but if you put a hundred monkeys on a hundred typewriters, <laughs> eventually they'll write Machiko Lacuse. Have you never heard that saying? <laughs> well, this, this interview has a perfect example of Jerry speak. She's talking about motherhood. I'm learning every day as a mother. I'm learning that she's like a flower that thrives when it gets sunlight. And the sunlight is confidence. And I feel that when I'm confident, it gives her self-esteem. And that gives me motivation to go on and be the best. And I, 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 Spice. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, how about like talking about your actual daughter and not just how you're an amazing mother, you know? uh... And you know what? Let's be realistic here. Would Jerry have made it as a solo artist before the Spice Girls? I'm not convinced. So... Some of our statements Ooh. should be more we, we, I think we. that is a very good question. I I don't think she'd have made it as a solo singer, but she would have made I think she would have <laughs> right she would have made it. She would have made it. Maybe not to the level she would have she done made something. It, but yeah. she would have been yeah. she would have been Kelly Brook big. Yeah, because she, she was on page three by the age of nineteen. So you know that's a massive achievement. Yeah. True enough. I think Victoria and Jerry definitely would have made it without the Spice Girls. Yeah. yeah. So, they were so driven. Yeah. Oh, by the way, page three is topless models for our international listeners. Yeah, yeah. listeners. <laughs> so there is another side to this interview that I think is a question we should talk about, which is the idea of letting women grow. So we talked about this before. Yeah. Effectively, we are constantly holding Halliwell and the other girls up to the same yardstick that we set them in their early 20s. I mean, if we compare mm, that to politics, yeah. it's like saying MPs can't change their mind on things weekly or when new evidence arises or when situations change that they shouldn't be able to oh, change their minds. I mean, let's not get into that. Yeah. Should we, <laughs> I mean, should we really be expecting Jerry to still be feeling and thinking and saying the same messages that she said 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, I mean, true enough. She, so she said that then, and I really, really disagree. But I would hope that actually maybe nowadays, in the year 2019, that she probably would maybe regret what she said then. Um, She might have changed her mind. Who knows? You've also got to look at Jenny's sort of political um, side of her because, you know, she was a supporter of Margaret Thatcher. And then in 2001, she went over to Labour and she did like a small, she was in a political party broadcast, a very brief appearance. 
And then I think in the last couple of years she's come out and supported the Tories again. So well, she does. She she's yeah. either open to changing ideas or she doesn't know what she wants. I think it. Well, I think her point, which always got people annoyed, was that when she said about Thatcher being about girl power, was that she was like, oh, it doesn't matter about the politics. It's just it's Seems great fun. that a woman was in power. Very surface, superficial kind of. I I think it's. To be honest, the, the, the main um, word that springs to mind when I think about Jerry's pop politics kind of uh, <laughs> is that she is naive. <laughs> yeah. I've said it, she's naive. <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. So, yeah, that was Politics Spice rearing its head again. Then, <laughs> just before this, so on the 12th of April 2007, it's announced that Jerry Halliwell had signed a six-book deal with Macmillan Children's Books. This must have totally bypassed me. I don't remember this at all. You don't? Yeah. Well... No, I'm, you know, I'm always reading children's books. I mean, you do <laughs> spend... Or a local library. <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> library. Well, Karen, this is where you'll be very proud of me. Because I did oh. go to Birmingham Library to check out. No. Yeah. I, you, you're going to laugh so hard. I can't believe I didn't tell you this when I did it. I went onto their, because you know, I'm always moaning that Birmingham Library doesn't have books. I yeah. knew that they had a good children's section. So I went on the website to see if they had any books that were the Jerry Halliwell ones. And they did. And then I went in and I had a little look. Wow. Wow. Dedication. But did you take any out? Nah, I ain't got time for that. So, I don't want the fines like you. You're almost there. So, the books are called Eugenia Lavender, and they follow the adventures of nine year old Eugenia, a character based on Halliwell, alongside alongside her, well, wait, alongside her friends Bronte, Rudy, and Trevor. Eugenia, Bronte, Rudy, Trevor. Oh, that is a bizarre mix of names. It's pretty upper class, isn't it? Yeah. Eugenia, Bronte, Rudy, Trevor. Trevor. I just don't get it. But it's actually pronounced Trevor. Trevor. Well, each of the titles featured a newsletter from Eugenia highlighting the lessons she had learned on her journey of the book. And there were quizzes and like riddles and crosswords. You know, she's very intact. Yeah, she's, like she's not done a little basic book here. You know, she's put a lot of work in. She described it as the rebirth of girl power. She was handing on the baton through a different medium. Interesting. I mean, Ooh. if she handed on the baton then, it would explain yeah. the next next seven years. So <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm yeah. handed on the baton, I'm done. And then it's like, wait, can I have the baton back? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. I think the Spice Girls have handed on the baton so many times. <laughs> like, Viva Forever, we're handing yeah. on the baton. This reunion, we're handing on the baton. But they're like, they're like the ones doing the relay and they're just never letting go. <laughs> never no, still never running. letting go. No. They're running in circles, never letting go. There were rumours at the time that Jerry had based one of the characters, Princess Posh Victoria, <laughs> on... I mean, that, that was not the name, was it? Yeah. Uh, there were two characters, Princess Posh Victoria and another character called David Bockham. 
There's got to be some copyright issues there, yeah. surely. I, I mean, come on. It's not, it's, not a kind of, it's not a cunning design. It's, they are as obvious yeah. as their dance moves. So if you're going to put an eye, a finger over your eye for look at me, you might as well call a character Princess Posh Victoria. <laughs> well, she appeared in early drafts, but was removed. I'm going to guess because this is around the time of the reunion and they're all getting on and she probably respectfully thought maybe this isn't nice. All right. Yeah. I'm sure she had all the best interests at first. And so it's another naive Jerry or ever changing her mind, Jerry. Yeah, yes. naive yeah. spice. But, you know, it's good she Naive spice. <laughs> well, I've got a game for you. Okay. Okay. So most of the characters were based on celebrities. Mm-hmm. Can you guess which of these celebrities were not the inspiration for a character? So I'm going to give you five. Okay. I'm going to give you five. Sure. Four of them were characters. One of them was not. Okay. So is it celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> is it celebrity BFF George Michael? Is it nice. celebrity artist Vincent Van Gogh? Is it celebrity manager Simon Fuller? Or is it Justin Suarez from TV series Ugly Betty? So random at the end here. <laughs> So is it which wasn't it? Yeah, one of them was not. I don't think Gordon Ramsay, because all that swearing, surely. Oh, uh, well. Bad influence. Well, the thing about it is, is that Jerry was actually on one of these celebrity cooking shows of Gordon Ramsay. Was she? So maybe a little homage to him? Yeah, she was. And um, it was actually hilarious. I watched a clip on YouTube where he gets mad at her and is starting to do his Gordon Ramsay shouting thing at her. And then she turns around and is like, I have your mother's number on my phone and I'm going to phone her up right now and say that you're being mean to me. And he's like, oh no, that is my mom's number. Well, how did you get that? (laughs) It's quite (laughs) funny. That's so Jerry. It's so Jerry. And um, they actually, they're having a bit of banter. I think she likes when he's being mean to her. Read into that one. She does love women. Well, she does love women, uh, men in power, doesn't she? She does. And so actually, I think... I think they're maybe friends, you know. So actually, he maybe is included in this. Well, Victoria is, Victoria is very good friends with the Ramses. The Beckhams and the Ramses hang out all the time. Warren, who do you think it's not then? <sighs> Vincent van Gogh is very random. It's all modern day people. And then you've got Vincent van Gogh. Or Gogh, as we would say in Scotland. Is it Gogh? <laughs> Gogh. Um, Hey, I think we just say Vincent Van Gogh. Is it? I thought it was Gogh. Yeah, I just no. Well, I suppose it's whether or not you pronounce it. Like definitely don't say Gogh. (laughs) Guys, I don't. I don't know. I'm not an art gallery gay. Okay. Not a a musical theatre gay. I'm not an art gallery gay. Okay, so I would vote for Vincent Van Gogh. Go whatever you want to pronounce him, because I think that one's just so random. Well, you are both wrong. Oh. Answer is Simon Fuller. I read some of the reviews while I was at the library. Uh-huh. The Liverpool Echo called it readable and exciting. People online loved it. Okay. People online loved it. So the Amazon reviews were glowing. The Observer said it was really? good fun. Well, they yeah, but I do question the quality of the prose written online, which uh-huh. is what the Observer questioned about Jerry as well. They questioned the quality of the prose. The reviews online would back that up. I saw one that said, good book, actually. <laughs> actually was spelled A-C-T-U-R-L-Y. Oh, no. 
that that was Victoria. That was the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Written with an accent. Um, well, according to the official website, the book sold more than two hundred and fifty thousand copies in its first five months. Well, guys, as you'd like to see. Not, not to be sniffed <laughs> which made Jerry Halliwell 2008 most successful female celebrity children's author. Um, Does everyone else at the library <laughs> researching that year? That, that is a very niche like, award. Well, in. yes, but you know, there have been a lot of celebrity children's authors. That's Madonna that. has written for. Well, David Walliams is written for children. Now you've got Greg James, Dawn French. you know, oh, really? Chris Smith oh. from Radio 1. Yeah, not to be sniffed at. <laughs> yeah, stop saying that. It just has such different connotations. Well, in 2009, she also makes a movie cameo in the Jason Statham action comedy, Crank High Voltage. Amazing. I mean, it's so random. Has anyone well, seen Well, it's a this? sequel. No. Uh, no, I have not. It's not. I've seen the first, but not this one. I would watch it for him. Oh, oh yeah, just I really, He's yeah. Cool. I went to see that. Um, what was that shark movie last year? Oh, shark movie. No, 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 no. It was the one. Um, the Meg. Oh, the, the, the Meg. Meg. The Meg. I saw that. It was ridiculous. Well, it, yeah, fun. I didn't know Jason Statham <laughs> was going to be in it, and he took his top off a lot. It was a real treat. Oh. Uh, five stars. <laughs> Highlight, highlight. I've got to say, Aaron, your taste in films is, you know, it's it's varied. Spice World and S Club 7 the movie. And Glitter was one time. So Made in Manhattan. I've watched that way too much. Maybe I only watch films that have got female divas in. So That's right. Crank High Voltage is a sequel in which Chev Shelios must electrocute himself regularly to stay alive whilst a group of assassins take out hits on his life. Of course. I should sure. do. Um, assuming it's a real-life story, uh, this is a biography. Yeah. Jerry appears in a flashback as the role of Jason Statham's mother. I'm assuming they use the scene from Spice World where the girls play mothers as their inspiration for the character. Oh, that's right. Of course. I forgot about that part. I wondered if she would have been insulted by being like, oh, come on, just cast you. Well, it is a flashback, so it's not, he's not playing. Would you like to see the clip? Fuck you, Chelios! Fuck you, Chelios! Fuck you, Chelios! Fucking fuck your balls, Chelios. Chelios, fuck you. Come, Chelios. Tell me what he's like when he's at home. When he's home, he's like a ghost. He just plays those video games all day, all night. Video games? All day. And you let him do that? Well, I mean, you did buy the games for him, yeah? Of course. Why should I deny my son? I have a lot of piss and vinegar. He's hyperactive. Oh, shit, Mum! Uh, you want to watch your dirty little mouth, son? We try giving him Ritalin, but... Chev? I sold it. With all this... A cinematic treat, you guys. Um, the accent really troubles me. Oscar Well... Which one? They're all terrible. <laughs> so true. But she's, you know, she's having a go. I can't believe more... She wasn't ribbed for this more at the time. I can't imagine the people going to see this movie are Ginger Spice for Life fans. Yes. I did not know this until I researched it. So how this didn't get, I don't know. It slipped under the radar, didn't yeah. it? Now, 
I mean, this show, I mean, the little boy's accent is oh, hilarious. It's, it's like an American kid doing an Oliver <laughs> accent, and hers is not that yeah. much better. <laughs> I don't think any of these people have been to the East End for a while. I know, I know this film is just, it's just a bit of fun, and everyone's having a laugh, yeah. but can we discuss for a moment the role Jerry played in early feminism? And then the irony yeah. that in 2009, she would appear in a film, The Guardian Accused of Extreme Misogyny and Racism. And although nothing should yes. be off limits in comedy, it amounts to flashy, arrogant emptiness. Oof. Yeah. Now, I haven't um, seen the full film. The, the truth is, is that for me, I'm like this feels on brand for her. You know, I don't think she necessarily thinks these things through. Naive Spice? Naive Spice. Yeah. Her Spice? What do we call her? Ice Ice Spice. Spice. <laughs> Ice Spice. I think the like ambassador yeah. to I think she probably did this as a favour to someone. Oh, yeah. Or... Someone, she probably owed someone money somewhere. <laughs> someone must have held something over it. And, uh, and, or like she just fancied doing something random like this. I don't know. Or... 2009. I don't or... think she's that busy. She's written the books. She's, the tour's over. She's, I, she's not busy. Yeah, on Wikipedia, she a- it actually references her as having a few years of, you know... Fallow. Yeah. I know what she is doing. She's hunting down her what? husband, which she succeeds at. Good for you, Jerry. <laughs> well, th- I know we said she has a few years fallow, but it really is 18 months at best. Because 2010 yeah. had the makings of a big year for Jerry. She's put the wheels mm-hmm. in motion... She's screaming to go faster. <laughs> we start will, getting yeah. a lot of Jerry is coming back to music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. Do you think by this point she's got a big fan following, you know, in terms of her solo career? Obviously, you've got the people that do support her and follow her, but how popular is she in the mainstream post Spice Girls era? Well, I think people would be like, oh, I'll listen to it, maybe. Let's see what she's put out. You know, people are maybe willing to, if it passes their... But, I mean, she got that solid following, the the Spice Girls. You have, I think you have a hardcore, there's a hardcore base for all of them. So there's a a relatively strong hardcore base that will support any Spice Girls record. No, not the one that we're going to talk about Uh, later. Okay. (laughs) But, and I I, I mean, like, support, like, they'll go out. Like, so if you think of the Emma Bunsen album came out this week, and I know, like, people are out there yeah. buying multiple copies, streaming on every platform. Like, yeah. they really are helping. I'd say yeah. it's yes. more about most people just don't know. The whole point of us doing this podcast is no one knows that they did all yes. these things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's been five years at this point. It's 2010. Five years since her last album, Passion. How could we forget? In the March of 2010, vocal coach Carrie Grant... Famous as one half of the husband-wife team that coach contestants on reality TV show Fame Academy. Do you remember? Uh, yes. yes. She, she had the bright red, red flicky hair. Yeah, she still she has did. it. She's been yeah. interviewed on the Alan Titchmarsh show. All big names. <laughs> the big hit <laughs> is. And she says Jerry is working on a return to music. In the April of that year, Jerry posts a picture of her in the studio citing none other than Lady Gaga as one of her influences for the new record. Oh, wow. <laughs> threat? What, what threat number is this? Threat this is really one? threat oh, number God. one. In the same month, yeah. Jerry's episodes of Piers Morgan's Life Stories comes out as well. Uh, this is 
pretty juicy. She's the first Spice Girl to do a life story. We know yeah, she's not she the last. <laughs> she looks amazing at this time so this is 2010 as we said last week this is when she's in that goddess phase and she's got the long like golden blonde hair and she's wearing a lot of white yeah. and she looks, she looks laminated good. she's wearing this like feathered peach dress that she just looks great yeah, yeah. when you say laminated you mean that yeah like as in like she on. looks like <laughs> shiny like unreal not just like white yes. clean only melanie she <laughs> <laughs> she's quite uh, honest in this life stories i mean an hour and a half where she gets to talk about herself is very jerry's lane yeah and i'm sure she pierce does the massive digging that he's so good at doing. yeah uh, she does talk about leaving the spice girls we don't get yeah. an apology but she's sort of no, she gives her reasons which are you know well documented now about how she felt they didn't need her and she felt swallowed and everything had sort of separated but this is one of the first times she really openly documents it we also this is i think this is the first time on record but she definitely talks about it in depth about how she felt robbie saved her life during her eating disorder which is kind of incredible actually i mean they were quite close weren't they yeah and he struggled with issues himself to comfort robbie williams from take that which were a huge band in the uk Bigger than the Spice Girls, maybe? Did he crack America? Not I really. Take that one. Huge in America. I didn't realise this. I just was listening to some podcasts, I think. I think they had a couple hits, but they weren't not nothing like the level. Like when they split up, America were like, okay. But they had their <laughs> yeah. own boy bands, I suppose. I mean they were the thing was was that we had boy band all the American boy bands here too. It's gonna be May. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone who watched who doesn't understand the appeal of Take That, they were basically the British Yeah, yeah, boys, that's pretty the best oh. comparison. Yeah. Not as good. Oh, controversial <laughs> spice. So she is really honest in this documentary and it's nice to see her self-reflected, but also I think she, she acknowledges some of her own fault rather than being yeah. quite self-reflected. Yeah. Piers Morgan does try and get him to rank the girls. So he he's asking about which of the dolls sold best i think is the angle that he gets her to do it through so trying to sell again petting women trying it i mean i'd like to say that surprised me but it's pure well you're right though (laughs) karen that every time a spice girl is on a show with a male presenter normally Mm -hmm. they will always try and get them in some way to put the girls in order it's like they just have to rank them by popularity or or attractiveness or really the angle they're after is trying to get someone to the bottom yeah yeah and then they can put out that tabloid headline the next day and stretch they want it they want to ignite which is what they did so the tabloid story was uh jerry halliwell compares victoria beckham to marmite because she said you know some people love her some people hate her which which is i think victoria would say that about herself yeah you know, it's not actually that bad a thing to say. To you know, us. I wonder what it's like when you're in show business, though, whether you, you know, send a WhatsApp to the your friends and say, just to let you know, this you happened. know, this, I didn't put it in this context, or whether you just yeah. ignore it all because yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's rubbish. Oh, do you think there's a Spice Girls WhatsApp group? I, I, don't oh, I was going to say the same thing. 
I reckon Jerry's sending so many voice notes or self singing them. Oh my god, do you think it's like uh, ours? So we've got our part of the pop group, and then we've got the one with Laura in. So we've got this other friend who was going to the podcast with us. She she couldn't make it. So we have one group where we talk about business stuff, and then one where we talk with her. I reckon that's what it's like. Maybe. Guys, yeah. we're more like the space girls than we actually know. I'd love that. <laughs> or do you think Jerry puts in like pictures of the outfits and then sends them? Sorry, wrong combo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, I reckon that like Melby will be like, "Whoops, sorry, slipped out enough." Oh, I bet Melby's all. I bet Melby's always accidentally that. sending nudes. <laughs> She's like, "Wrong group, wrong group. <laughs> delete, delete, delete." Jerry likes it. <laughs> and Emma Emma uh, says just motivational memes. Yeah, no, I reckon Jerry's to Mel B. She's like, great boobs. <laughs> and Mel C's constantly got it on mute. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know that's right. So back to, oh. back to real life, as fun as my excursion was. So this is the same, 2010 is the same year we get Jerry as a guest judge on the UK X Factor. So the main judges were Simon Cowell, Louis yeah. Walsh, Cheryl Cole, and Danny Minogue. But Danny had to miss the auditions mm-hmm. due to being pregnant, which means we got lots ah. of guest judges, including the infamous moment Excellent. that Australian singer Natalie Imbruglia is a judge and an angry group of contestants asked, yeah. who are you? <gasps> who are yeah, you? Who are you? I mean, who, like, Oh, the shockingness of doing that to Natalie and Brulia. But I have to say, right? I love her. No, I love her, and Lauren knows that I love her. But she hasn't been. She, okay, she had the massive hit, which was a cover. Yeah. I'm shocked to find out, torn. But she's not really been, you know, music. She's been playing music and touring, but she's not really been, you know, had massive chart success. Not after in it. the last. Not in a long while. Not in a long while. It's, you know, 15 years or people so. say, well, why is, you know, Talisa allowed to be a judge? But I think she's got more than enough experience. Oh, know, re- recent experience. But I guess, yeah. I guess they are. I mean, Natalie, but are they No, charming? no, no. But that's you why know, she's relevant as an X Factor judge, because these artists aren't going to get to chart either. So Natalie can help them more on their journey. Yeah. So <laughs> Jerry yeah. is a guest in Glasgow hometown <laughs> i was super excited to see jerry and cheryl together because jerry was responsible for putting girls allowed together in pop stars the rivals oh god jerry well, she, you know we're all connected in the great circle of life it was, i was so excited i had my friend sabrina over we had wine we were ready she looked great so this is the the blonde bob is back it looks very lustrous and healthy yeah. She's in a sort of simple white vest top. I'll check it in the lookbook. She is largely mocked for talking, talking, talking. Oh. Oh, It's it's peak camera phone era. So there was a lot of grainy fan footage emerging of her getting booed. Once for saying no to a girl, but mostly for not quite being entirely relevant. Just talking, talking until she gets Unlike her. Thirsty spice. I feel like if I was on one of these shows, though, that's what I would do. As we all know, I like a ramble. I spice. I spice. Welcome back to the X Factor and the Glasgow auditions. 
While thousands of hopeful Scots are queuing up for that life-changing recording contract, there's one noise ringing in everyone's ears. Nope, not that one. This one. From my experience, it comes normal to be nervous. It really is. Guest Judge Jerry loves talking. I used to be an aerobics instructor. You could have your own fitness tape. Jerry never stops talking, so she talks and talks and Some of it makes sense. Would you like to cut time and dive out? Not all of them. Just enjoy it. Baby, oh, your secret's taking me. Jerry? I really like your tone. I think you've got really good warmth in your voice. I've got a bit wrong. I've gone wrong, you know, a lot of life. I've seen the mentoring and, and growth, but I think you've got beautiful. Do you think you could rise to the challenge, you know, just step up? I, I don't know if you've got your identity yet. I want to ask your ages. I'm 18. 18. Okay, so when the Spice Girls started, um, Emma was 18. The most important thing, I think, is, you know, to be original and never try to be anybody else. So 2011 brings us Jerry Halliwell, Fashion Spice. So she's obviously inspired by Victoria Beckham. So she starts a partnership with yeah. British retailer Next. So the beginning of the year, we get a swimwear collection, very imaginatively, imaginatively titled... Mm -hmm. Jerry by next. I mean, that must have taken <laughs> Blue Bell did that one. So it's mix, <laughs> it's mix and match. Blue you pick the bottoms yeah. and top to suit your style. So there's different sort of shapes and cuts so you can find out what's flattering. Yeah. We sort of throw to you here, Lauren, because yeah. you're the tailor. So yes. we'll let you be the critique. They're, yeah. they're um, okay, so quite a few of them are quite skimpy, small. I mean, there's some nice, there's a variety of patterns there, I guess, are trying yeah, to Yeah, she does do a lot more pattern than maybe in. Victoria would. I mean, it's on Next. It's quite a populist brand. It's trying it's to... very modern, to... say, the, the Next. Well, yeah. I'll, yes, I mean... I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what isn't mumsy, um, is the <laughs> leopard print moment. So you get this weird, I don't even know yes. if you'd call it a monokini, the, the tan line the, mark. The, Yes. Well, yes. So let's describe it. it. Like yeah. The, so it's a it's a halter neck top yeah. with a pant, and then from the left boob to the right hip, there is a strip of material. Yes. Which it's it's got a kind yeah. of Barbarella like you know like the sixties movies that the sixties movies that were about uh, yeah. people living in caves. They're actually, the leopard print moments look like, like Jerry watched Destiny's Child Survivor video and was like. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Halliwell yes. by Tina Knowles. Um, do you know, maybe that'll be the next line. Actually, there's like she's gone for. You can see in the various iterations there is actually like um one piece swimsuit. The one I'm looking at is like a floral number. Oh okay. Oh right, yeah. The there is also a black yeah. body suit, and it has a gold G oh, in the middle. I see that subtle spice. Eye <laughs> uh, spice. Yeah, that one I'm not so sure about. Not what do you call those dresses, hun? Where it's it's um like a a boob tube dress. Oh, um, yeah, bandos, a bandos Yeah, they look pretty dull, but the which I quite they look dull, but like actually quite maybe flattering for being 
on holiday, you know, just to pull over and you can sit at the bar next yeah. to the beach. It's actually quite practical um, in that And sense. then there's a hat. Ah, yes, that hat. Uh, everyone needs a big floppy a big hat. Floppy I personally hat. am not able to buy one that suits my head. So she follows this up in the July with a six-dress capsule of red carpet ready catwalk gowns. Well, let me tell you first, at this point, at the launch, she tells the Daily Mirror, she threatens an album is pretty much finished. It's never finished. But (laughs) the album, the album is coming. (laughs) But this so six-dress capsule of red carpet ready catwalk gowns, Lauren. I would not call them red carpet ready. I would call them Sandra's wedding in '96 down the local bowling club. Ready? It's sadly shiny. Yeah, they're all they are all floor length satin numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long ago these came out, but I still feel like I mean, there's a rest of there's a range of bust designs, and then they just all sort of hang, I guess. Oh, Lauren, you'd say drape. But yeah, I yeah, we I'd see time. But well, actually, in this case, hi. the thing I yeah. can't get over is how short Jerry is. So they've hired these models, and then Jerry also walked the catwalk, yeah. and then they've taken a picture with Jerry in the middle with all these six foot tall catwalk models in heels, and then poor Jerry's been put there as well. And she's yeah. she'd be short next to most girls, yeah, as the Hobbit. It would be nice if they'd kind of done, you know, like the Dove Beauty. Oh, yeah, that might have been nice. Sizes and shapes and... I feel like like, that would have been better. Yeah, a bit more original. But, you know, I think the reason they didn't is because these dresses probably wouldn't suit women of all sizes. They were quite oddly designed. Yeah. I mean, I can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to appease as wider audiences. Well, I don't know. The other thing I'd say is like, yeah, sure, have Jerry design for different body shapes, but <clears throat> she's not a designer. Like, she's not going to know how to dress these women properly. It's. I would question how much input she had in it anyway. No. But I mean, judging by the quality, I think she stitched them herself. I think it was like. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't... Uh, but yeah, it but was totally ghost, they... ghost designed, right? So. But who are they aimed at as well? Because they said the starting price was eighty nine pounds. So I'm guessing what these are like office Christmas parties? No, because this yeah, is that's... July. I right, think it's July prom crowd graduation. Or, you know, school dances. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah but are these women and girls going to buy these? You know? Maybe. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen what some people wear? Shady spice. Mm, I think they were. That's what they were aiming for. Obviously, they sold well enough for Jerry to get a third collection. So it's just before, this is in February 2012. Oh, wow. So we're just gearing up for the Olympics. So this is the big Spice Girl year. So yeah. for her third collection, yeah. everything is Union Jack Motif. They've effectively gone, Oof. Yeah. what can we try Union Jack I mean, on? That just doesn't sit well up in Scotland, unfortunately. There's a bit of um, oh, bigotry yeah, yeah, and a bit of, of sectarianism around Union Jack. I would be very sceptical if they even. Well, they're not. It's not all dresses. It's not all dresses. Oh, this was true. There's some swimsuits. Oh, well, we get. So let's yeah, describe yeah, it. We get oh, homage to the Union what? Jack dress, which is a just above the knee number that is a slightly wider Jack design, but sequined. We get an. Oh, yeah. an asymmetric Union Jack vest top. We get a BNP That's Union right, Jack yeah. bikini. 
bikini MP. Um, <laughs> that's what Nigel Farage is going to wear at his next things. There is a, oh, so the one that I can't understand is there is a Union Jack. I'm not sure if it's a towel or a dress. I don't. Yeah, and that's bad when you can't tell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a beach towel or a dress. Yeah, I mean it's like a long. It's meant to be like a long evening dress right yeah and again we're looking at jerry with our models and they're all you know stunning figures yeah it would have been nice to have a bit of diversity in terms of shape and sizes it looks oh, like it's, it's made just a towel. maxi dress right but it's yeah it's not it i mean like it is tacky but i remember yeah. in 2012 looking everywhere for a half decent union jack vest to wear so like this is this is good yeah yeah, I mean, again, it's context is everything. Like, in 2012, suddenly it was okay to be a little patriotic, you know? Um, did I say, I was even, like, at one point waving at Union Jack when I was, uh, you know, watching the Olympians come on the bus through London. Like, you and I would have Scottish never foreseen myself doing that. <laughs> I know. Well, it was, you know, yeah, it was actually yeah, there was yeah, something it was to be proud of. At the launch yeah. of this. Union Jack collection. Jerry tells us the album is being mastered. Da, da, da. <laughs> Threat number three hundred twenty. Uh, so, two thousand twelve, big big year. We also Jerry has another stab at being an X Factor judge. So, the previous season had seen a new lineup. So, we'd had Kelly Rowland and Talisa Contestablos taking the female chairs. Good judge choices. Good year. Kelly yeah. returned to America. So her place was auditioned with a series of judges over the audition period to see who would make a good judge. So Jerry is one of the judges. Also, we get Leona Lewis, Anastasia, Mel B and Rita Aura. Mel B and Rita, yeah. Both of which would go on to be judges, Mel B and Rita Aura. At the time, it was very heavily rumoured. The judge job was Jerry's to lose. The producers favoured her above everyone else, as long as she had a good test. So all she had to do, really, was go in, do the job, get out. Oh, yeah, it was not bullet print, no. She did not have a good test (laughs) day. She looked great. So she's wearing, this is the blue lace dress. So it's like a full-sleeved, just above the knee, a royal court blue, maybe? Lauren, you'd be better at describing that. It's, Thank it's you, like Devil Wears Prada. Everyone was slating her at the time, saying that this was horrible. <laughs> that dress is literally everywhere, still to this day. Every Tracy in the office has this dress. It's true. She came in, sat on top office. of her taxi. She's being so Jerry. She's being very ginger spice. So she climbs out of the taxi yes. through the window and sits on the top yeah. of it. Someone gives her a speakerphone. She's shouting at it to the crowd. It's, you know, she's being fun. She's being Jerry. She's going yeah. for it. And, yeah. You know, fair right? to her. Better to do that. Well, rumours quickly surfaced again. Yeah. That the crowd were booing. Gary Barlow had taken over judges' duties from Simon Cowell, so he was also in Take That. And Jerry made a risky joke. So after criticising a girl band's vocals, she said, it's okay. Not everyone in Take That can sing. That's rich oh, coming oh, from Jerry. Because <laughs> if she'd only said, it's okay, not everyone in the Spice Girls can sing. Yes. Yeah. Nah, that's, she that's went Take I That. And I guess yeah. she thought, you know, her and Gary would have a lot of banter because oh, they would have yeah. been around at the same time. They've obviously known each other for the same time. And maybe 
the audience aren't letting yeah. you into that. Well, anyway, she gets a lot of booze. Tough spice, though. She says, you get to an age oh, where a really big yeah. fat bow is good for you. Oh. Late 2012, oh, Jerry God. appears at a Brent's, oh, at a breast cancer care show and debuts two new songs. I mean, that's an interesting choice of venue to... Well, uh, yeah, but, you know, she doesn't have a lot of time to debut these things, so she's got to do them somewhere. There is clips on YouTube. She looks great. There's a little pink fringe dress number that she's wearing. She's doing um, lots of hats. So the dance moves are very... She's got these backup dances, and it's very... You know the way they were dancing in Stop, where they've got the microphones on... um, I was going to say on sticks, but obviously I know that's not... Mic stand. This is literally someone who uses a microphone <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah, oh, that's something please don't take my comedy gig no away. At this time, it's also reported she has signed a seven-album deal with Universal Music. I mean, how at this point? No, she so, hasn't. Yeah, I know. Who who thought she'd be capable of seven? seven. Albums? I mean, that's bold. I mean, she's only released three so far. Optimistic. Five as a Spice Girl. Yeah. Well, there were rumours the album would be called <laughs> Putting on the Bling, which was one of the unused demos we mentioned from the Passion Project, and that it would be a jazz-oriented album. Oh, yes. And the, the, the stuff that she's doing at the I Breast mean, Cancer Care Show would support that. The songs sound fine. I mean, they're probably not in early stages, but it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it, from a video of a, a, a YouTube performance, because you don't get, you don't know what the track's like or what the beat's like, and... I yes. mean, Jerry needs good beats. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. needs, she needs, the fun she needs something to strut to, doesn't she? Well, she definitely She's does. She's got to exercise her hands with the dance routine. We find all of this out, of course, because she releases a tweet okay, of her singing in the studio, wearing just her bra. Publicity spice? Of course she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Headlines. <laughs> oh, yeah. All over again. In the studio, recording with Absolute, who worked on the schizophrenic... Okay. Uh, Schizophonic project and worked a lot with the Spice Girls, so she's getting the dream team back together. Yeah. Also, in two, th- so what I feel like with this album is yeah. they were constantly waiting for a big publicity thing. So they were waiting for the X Factor. They were waiting for for this, for that. It's revealed yeah. in April two thousand and thirteen. It's revealed she will be a judge on the seventh series of Australia's Got Talent. She's on with two Australians, DJ yeah. Kyle Sanderlands and singer dancer Tim Amatic. She's also reunited with her old pal, Dawn French. Okay. Random. Well, it's Australia's Got Talent. If you think about the people we've had I on mean, the I British Got Talent, you know, people like David Williams. It's it's comedian writers. She's she's a writer, comedian. She's done, That's worked true. in a variety of different formats. Yeah. I think she's a good, I guess there's been some big hits. I would have thought French and Saunders was American. Uh, Australian, sorry. I bet Ab Fab went to Australia. Maybe they got Vicar of Dibley, maybe. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of it. There is a bit of controversy around yeah, this signing. Yeah. Apparently, who knew? Well, apparently Mel B was originally meant <laughs> to join the lineup, but because she'd already just been on Australia's X Factor, Ooh. she had uh, an injunction was sought by the TV network Seven, which blocked her from mm-hmm. appearing on any other network. So they d- announced her as a judge on Australia's Got Talent, but then it was taken right. away from her okay. because of the network. So they gave it to Jerry. Ouch! I don't know who I feel worse for. What being second pickings? Oh, yeah, that's got a hard. 
Oh. Well, can a thought pack well, she's undeterred. Oh, Same cool. month, she reveals oh, the dear. album is coming. She's da, 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 been working with again. Ed Sheeran collaborator Amy Watch, <laughs> and they've written three songs together. You'd just hope it was the beat, the person writing the beats. This is my favorite. Yes. Favorite yeah. Jerry story yeah, of the whole episode. And I think a lot of people don't know about this. So in July 2013, <laughs> Jerry releases a video on okay, YouTube and announces she is developing a sitcom called Life Sucks, which laughs gamely at herself and her dwindling fame. Right. I mean, wow. sense of humor space. Sense of humor space. I, I, I kind okay. of think she could have been a bit more imaginative with the title, but then again, <laughs> this is from the women who gave us David Good point, Malcolm good point. Well, it's been developed by Objective Productions, who are, they're a very respectable yeah. company, especially in comedy. So they've sent me many a polite rejection letter. They, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should have written on this show. They've, they've made some big shows. So they've, especially in the UK, they've done Fresh Meat, yeah. Show, Toast of London, Witless. So this isn't a reality TV company. Yeah, it's legit skills. It's a pretty good Well, list. let's play the clip. Yeah. I made a silent vow to myself that day that um, I would, uh, I would, uh, I would fuck all the Spice Girls. And uh, here we are. There's baby first. Then, is it scary? You've been with the other girl. I thought you liked me. I do like you, but come on. But I'm on your list. I just, do you know what? That's really shitty. Don't take it the wrong way. Imagine if you were on my list. Well, I wish I was on your list, but you don't know who I am, do you? You know, I'd be complimented if I was on your list. You, I can't believe it. Out of five, you're joint. You're you're joint top. You're joint top out of five. I can't believe you. Can you hear yourself? you were the you were the best by look. Oh well, thank you very it, much. Out of ten, I definitely give you six and a half. Yeah, it's a sketch a sketch of her waking up in bed with a man. I think it's funny. Hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, she she looks good. Well, it's yes. very grainy, isn't it? It's that um, sort of yellow sepia filming. It's very peep show esque. Yes, it is. Yeah, mm. she's not she's not terrible. She's. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. <laughs> That's a compliment from me. I yeah. thought it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. I thought this was a good angle for her to go down. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not the most original thing. I've heard these sort of projects flying around with different. Yeah. There was one with Kavanaugh was meant to be doing a sitcom. And yeah. She doesn't leave sitcom there. She also makes an appearance in Trolleyed, the Christmas special. Oh, Charlie does quite funny, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, this She's is taking the piss out of her yeah. eating disorder, which is just always hilarious. Oh, slightly ethically <laughs> questionable. Yeah. Well, I guess it's if she can do it. Her reaction to the to our fellow comic actor in that clip. She is. I think she's quite funny. She's actually quite good. Yeah, actually, you're right. The reaction and acting is reacting. So yes, she read the manual. Yeah. She did. In yeah. September 2013, she signed with Sony Music Australia and <laughs> reveals 
she will be releasing a new single half of me dun, dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> i'll never erase this from my mind ever well in my life. She, should we talk about the song or yeah let's talk about the song yeah let's, well, let's play a little clip for those of you who may have forgotten or never heard it before <laughs> Open with trumpets, real yeah. innovator spice. My just, I can't get over the lyrics. Oh. Please, please do recite them in a poetic form. It's the finger. <laughs> well, let me give it. Let me no, no. Let me give it to you, as Jerry would say. No. Just like an apple cut down the middle, I only have one matching half. I did not know this was a famous phrase that you know apples cut down the middle only have one matching half i didn't know i don't i don't think that is in. <laughs> well it's a big deal to jerry i think she that was one of her own inventions. <laughs> i only have one matching half i gave you the finger you took me to dinner and you made me laugh see in uh, scotland you probably take someone to dinner first and then give them the <laughs> finger uh, yeah <laughs> i just I'm assuming she means like a Victoria Beckham finger, like she got she pointed at them in a Victoria Beckham way. But giving somebody the finger is really, I mean, that what she described there, it should all be in the other uh, or wrong order. You but know? also, it could be like giving them the middle fingers oh, and get it up. Yeah, but then, yeah, so took her to dinner. It just doesn't make to me radically. It doesn't make any. Sense. It is a Jerry Halliwell <laughs> song. My favorite line. It comes a little bit later in the song. It's the feminist anthem of "Wanna have your baby, gotta have you like crazy, then iron your shirt." <laughs> that would be that um, soft, soft feminine, fem- yeah, feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the kitchen, back to the iron. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, also, does anyone with like a baby iron? Because. You know, my friends that have children, that's the last thing they actually do. Yeah, exactly. So you if you have their baby, Jerry, you ain't doing that. Well, no, so. you got your priorities. Yeah, I've got all those things, yeah. so let's see. The video is, oh, God, the video is so <laughs> odd. So it's filmed on green screen, and it features lots of odd couples with all the people have got different differences, and the only thing that they've got in common is they've all learned the terrible dance routine to this terrible song. <laughs> there's lots of people that seem to be getting naked and eyeing each other up 
particularly Jerry. Yeah. And she's making facial expressions like she didn't realize she'd accidentally stumbled on this dogging part. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was like, Jerry, you invited everyone to this orgy. <laughs> Why are you surprised? Hello. So, uh, she's being very LGBT spice. So there's lots of gays holding hands and old men with little boys. It's questionable. But, you know, she's, okay. she's, you know, doing what she didn't do with the next line, which is saying, you know, everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah so she's maybe adapting space. yeah it's weird that only the guys get sexy in this film it's like they filmed bits with the women as well and they were like oh this is a little bit me too before me too so they're like yeah. i'll just chuck the guys in let's just abuse them yeah which yeah. you know fun for a minute we are <laughs> fully in the region of literal dance moves they're back oh she, i love it i love she's it so doing much. sign language full-on it's literally makaton she's pointing you she's giving half she's it's literal sign language i think right like this is just a a tangential thing here but i feel like jerry really wants to have like some kind of macarena dance surrounding her that's what she wants right right. Yeah, she wants to be the next Trace. I'm sorry, Jerry. That was you in the 90s. Oh, my God. So this is what, when it came out, right, I, because this is just three months earlier, she announced she was doing a sitcom and it was very fly on the wall. I assumed this was part of that project, that it was fly on the wall and she was in on the joke. Yeah, like Tommy Chico. Yes. Yeah, and that would have been that would have been quite clever actually. Because it, it was only released, it was only being released in Australia at that time. Like it wasn't a global release, so I was like, "Oh, it's it, this is part of the joke." Yes, yeah, yeah. It, was it was not. not. Sadly, she does do some live performances. Oh. Like she gives it some welly. So she performs mm-hmm. on the NRL Footy Show, which I yeah. which is a big deal. I was yeah. It is the longest running show on Australian TV and it's a sport it's okay. a sports variety show covering professional rugby league. Oh. I kind of feel like at this point Jerry's almost a bit like an embarrassing <laughs> mum. You know, she's trying to appeal to a wide variety of people, but yeah. actually she's not really getting it at all. She's like that meme where she's like, How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> you know, like also like <laughs> Who told her that Jerry fans watch the NRL footy show? Like, I wouldn't have thought that crossover has a lot of crossover. No, there's no. no. So other half of me sold 393 copies in its first week. I bet that was wow. one fan. Do you know what? Yeah, it definitely wasn't 393 fan. people. Uh, um, you know, she wrote a blog post after this happened. Really? And, uh, yeah, and it was um, seeing... I don't really know who I am in a polite way. Oh. It was just like I have, you know, lots of things going on in my life and I'm not sure which direction I'll be heading. Oh. So she definitely felt a bit hurt. Yeah, it would hurt. And, you know, maybe there is that realisation that, you know, she, in the 90s, you know, part of one of the biggest selling girl bands of all yeah. time. And then to go from that to very, very little success at this stage in her career, yeah. you know, it must have been quite hurtful. To have tasted that ultra success to go from that to uh, you know barely anything and then to know that you're not really relevant anymore yeah you know that it must it must be painful yeah it must be 
And this is, you know, I just want to say is that obviously we are, sometimes we can be critical, we are honest about how we feel about a lot of their solo stuff, but when it comes down to it, with all of the Spice Girls, man, they are workers, they are still plugging away, they're still trying their hands at all of these different things, and major respect to them, even if... Oh, also make no mistake, I may slay the hell out of Jerry, and I may drag her, and I may... say a lot of this stuff is rubbish but i'm still there on the front line like i'm still i'm still listening i'm still posting about it i'm still making sure every other bitch knows so exactly 100% i'm there like i'm still uh, you throw shade but we we still respect her well exactly it's you could be honest about people you love yeah that's what we're doing you wouldn't believe how many comedy clubs i've played at and i'm like talking about jerry halliwell's solo career and just this face of middle-aged men looking back at me like nah man we don't know what this is (laughs) (laughs) so Uh... this is where i do feel sad for jerry but then she doesn't help herself so she was set to perform in on australia's got talent the final but she cancelled which is yeah, quite so a big she was gig. gonna sing the other half of me her solo single but after it sort of staggered badly in the charts she cancelled that and instead we got the monstrosity that is this wannabe performance oh. Oh, i'm gonna no. play it for you i i want our okay. listeners to know i do not support this message you might recognize this song we've grown up with it this is for us If you want my future, forget my past. If you want to get from me, better make it fast. Now don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together, we could be just fine. If you want to be my lover, you gotta be my best friend. Make it last forever, friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. just up there she looks beautiful she's wearing a lovely dress but she looks so vulnerable yeah she looks like a little lost lamb heading for the slaughter i am super uncomfortable you don't i have to say i was gonna say exactly the same thing yeah it's you don't feel safe in her hands as a performer which couldn't be more of a contrast to the spice girls days like you felt like these these videos that song could have been cut in half really you know, spare the... Oh, oh, please yeah, don't sing the like, whole why? thing. Yeah. Just sing your parts. <laughs> Get Victoria on to sing the rest because oh, she never does shot the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's also like, the brand messaging is so mixed. So she says at the start, like, we've grown up yeah. with this. This is for us. And then she changes all the lyrics to oh, I. Yeah. She's like, I suppose, if you want to be my lover, you've got to be my best no. friend. Like, no, yes, it was. 
like it's like she she doesn't realize sometimes the message that she had and how important that still is to people and I know that's my nostalgia kicking through and I should let go and let people grow but have some dang respect well that that line she changed the whole point was that you've got to get with my friends as in you've got to respect the other women in my life you've got to um also not just see me as somebody you're having sex with you've got to see me as a, a person and interact in my life it actually had a lot of meaning that right. lyric um and it's not one you hear in pop a lot so jerry it's so important why did you change it i know it's so bad and that last note oh god someone hand her a strepsil <laughs> you should never be hearing jerry doing something solo acoustic like it's not it's just not no. her strength. Like she has so many strengths that that's and she's not so good at thing. hand dancing, you know. <laughs> and that does not no, lend it. No hand dancing at all. No here. jazz hands. Although no. maybe you'll get them with our jazzy songs. Coming. Jazzy album, yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to be her lover, you've got to be her best friend, and that's what she does yeah. get. So in May two thousand and fourteen, she marries Formula One team boss Christian Horner. Mm-hmm. To celebrate this union, I'd like to borrow a line from Mrs. Merton and say, Jerry Halliwell, what is it that first attracted you to the multimillionaire? <laughs> That's a classic. Oh, she's got her own money, I think. Well, yeah, she has, but not as much as him. Apparently, so I don't I don't know that much about the stories of how they met, and I probably should have looked a little bit deeper into that. So if you've got juice, please share. But um apparently when she first started going to Formula One events, like she was a bit, of, she was a bit of a joke. She was a bit of a laughing stock. She didn't really know anything no, about yeah. it, and she was sort of seen as a bit of a, a joke by the other play. I don't know what you call them. Are they players? I, I don't <laughs> is know. it drivers? Drivers? Yeah. Oh yeah, drivers. Sports whatever. People, I don't know. All the other people who are involved in the industry. Right? Yeah. Is it a sport? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but she just she just kept showing up. Like she just kept turning up. Like she was completely undeterred, which is yeah, so yeah. Jerry. And she just started sort of forcing her way in, and she learned about it, and she became really skilled. And ev- eventually, they just they just had to respect yeah. her because she wouldn't go away. <laughs> and like she just learned everything, which is such a good lesson in life, especially in this yeah. industry. Me and oh, Lauren will yes. attest to. What's that story you always told me? Like, oh, it's not the best people that get through; it's the the people that just stay. Yes, it's the ones who just hang around and keep plugging away in the background. They're the ones who eventually have the staying power. I swear, Lauren told me that story ten years ago, and it still hasn't no, happened. No, no. I'm not I getting it. Get well, we 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 did what we said we'd do, right? <laughs> we hit the new and noteworthy. Yeah, yep, cling so. on. Talking about the wedding, Emma wore black to the wedding in true Spice Girl oh, style. Hi, guys. Tell me she had a if you wanna... <laughs> Oh my God, I haven't got the picture actually. Let me get it up. The cowboy so hat. Do you remember the trilby? Oh. No, she wore that to, the, she wore to Victoria. Know, that's what I'm saying. She should have had that again. I mean, like, I don't get this. Like, has nobody told them that you don't wear white or black to a wedding? Wear colour. Well, I wear rice pudding. (laughs) Well, I think no. So she hasn't got a hat, but she has got a black fascinator that's got a little bit of a veil on it. Dramatic. Which, like, you would wear to a funeral. funeral. (laughs) But I suppose Ginger Spice is dead, so she's gone for that. Oh my god! So Emma is not wearing a hat 
but her husband, uh, well, her partner at the time, Jade Jones, is wearing a black trilby. Oh, we've seen these pictures. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different. But do you know what? I actually think, where what the hell you want? Yeah. Why do I think they've got... Black? No, just wear what you want. Yeah, I think they've got an understanding that they want them wearing black and white, especially because they end up in like the Hello magazine pictures a lot and things like that. So yeah, I guess they want some coordination. You don't want the issue with Jerry again in the 2007 with the completely <laughs> different outfit to everyone else. Yeah. Well, I was going to say they do love wearing black at a reunion because they were obviously meant to there in 2007 and they did in the 2019 yeah, video. Yeah. Jerry looks stunning in this. So she's she's gone full regal spice. So her dress is very similar to the Kate Middleton design. It's a lace sleeveless, uh, lace sleeves, sorry, um, over like a white, what would have been sleeveless dress if it wasn't for the lace cover over. Which is very classy. Uh, and a very long veil. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like this is, this isn't a ginger spice no. dress. This is a Jerry Horner dress. Yeah, absolutely. This is full conversion to lady of the manor yeah um, and it's a, yeah it's a big skirt she loves a big skirt the thing that we should say is emma is the only spice girl at the wedding that mm. is a bit sad well melby's daughter was meant to be a flower girl uh-huh. but pulled out at the last minute oh, she i couldn't find a reason well, that's why. polite or sure. to say that yeah. i i presume there was another drama uh <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, you're, I mean, being looking at the dates, it's 2014. Respectfully, it could be stuff going on with Melby and her marriage at this time. Yeah. That maybe, and she's based in LA, and the wedding was in the UK, so it could be that there, there was difficulties there. Yeah. Uh, Victoria was at Singapore Fashion Week, right? So she did send. She sent a huge bunch of flowers and a designer dress for the honeymoon. Oh, beautiful. So, so although she couldn't be there, she was very. She's very well-mannered Victoria she is and you know it must be quite easy as well when you've got assistants around as well Mm. because you can literally just say unlike us who are spinning plates all the time yeah you can literally just say to someone oh go and choose a dress for you know Jerry or I I like to think Victoria would have chose the dress I like to think Victoria chose the dress Mel C was busy I guess mm. <laughs> I don't know where she was I'm kind of surprised she wouldn't have gone though yeah because I feel like yeah. her and Emma are bosom buddies right they always hang around and do things together I feel like Emma would have been like come on Mel come with me oh well I don't know so in the same month there is an Instagram post from a guitarist saying he is recording something acoustic for Jerry on a Johnny Cash guitar I mean, wow, Johnny Cash is spinning in his grave, but... <laughs> she, I just, who has ever heard the line, Jerry working on something acoustic and thought, that's a great idea? Yeah. No one hears her vocals and sees dollar signs. No, I mean, with Mel C, you'd be like, definitely. Even yeah. Emma, you yeah. know, but yeah. Jerry... I, she, she should be strictly the other success you know i don't know she should be banger banger uplifting ballad exactly banger remix yes does she think banger banger ballad uplifting remix she's got a good yeah. voice so that's what kind of worries me she pulls it off as a space girl but does yes. she think she's got a good voice on her own i don't know whether she thinks she has i think she has a lot of self-doubt but i think she really wants to yeah that's the one thing she's never been able to do which is she's proven herself as a pop star yeah she's proven herself as a solo artist She's proven herself in a lot of other arenas as a writer. She's never been mm-hmm. able to prove herself as a vocalist. And I think 
that's the one thing she would love to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, keep plugging away, Jerry. Oh, God, she's going to try and do it on this tour. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. So in 2014, it is reported that she's in talks with the Department of Education. (laughs) Of course she is. To set up a free school that would specialise in arts and business. So, as we know, Jerry was the only Spice Girl that didn't go to stage school because her family couldn't yes. afford it. Because she couldn't afford it. And that's why she is, by her own admission, the weakest singer-dancer. Yeah. Despite the efforts that she makes. So, this story is very, very early stages. I think it's... She hadn't actually filled out the application form, but she'd picked out a nice notebook and a sparkly pen to do it with. Quite <laughs> so. Yeah. But she was allegedly, allegedly, she was invited to Downing Street to discuss. So, Karen, mm-hmm. as a teacher, what are your views on Jerry running a school? You know, I've had time to think about this since we had to re record the episode. Oh, and... re record. <laughs> um, I do actually think, you know, maybe because she is actually so determined that it might put her in good stead but I think she needs a lot of support and a lot of people that know what they're doing behind her to make it work yeah um but you know she's a she's a critically acclaimed writer some might say some might a say 2008 um, best-selling I, I female think... children's celebrity author exactly well I think you know Jenny's quite good at surrounding herself with talented people right so if she's the one bringing the kind of celeb name and the money to such a project, stranger things have happened. And I liked, I liked that it would specialise in art and business. Like, I think yes. that's a really smart niche because, you know, like all these schools focus on arts and auditions and stuff. It's so much of it is about business now. And I think that's terrible that we expect our artists to be great marketeers and great business people and make good decisions and know about contacts and know about finances and stuff. But yeah. if she's going to put that in place then like I think that's good yeah I think that's actually a very respectable um move from her I mean that I feel like that I mean it it doesn't happen I know but (laughs) the idea that's the Jerry we saw at the UN isn't it yeah oh yeah this is UN Jerry yeah this is politics Jerry yeah well after this Elliot Kennedy so writer on many of the Spice and Spice World songs such as I say you'll be there starts tweeting Recording a children's choir for New Jerry single. Wow. So she's needing the backup of children now. <laughs> the children's choir, oh God. New album is wonderful. Can't wait for you hear, to hear it. Released soon. <gasps> Major threats. The <laughs> God, it's so long. This is so long in the work. Just, oh. She says, recording the last two songs feeling pretty good i mean by this point it's already been mastered and completed but we're still recording new songs so she's not afraid to you know revamp a project yeah all this time it's still acoustic and guitar driven there is not a crop top or synthesizer in sight always a worry yeah i'm like that stick to what's good for you so from 2015 onwards jerry starts her assault into tv work her assault (laughs) Well, she she tries very, very hard to be a TV personality. So we get Jerry Halliwell presenter space. So for the next few years, she does a lot of things. She hosts The One Show. She's a contestant on Celebrity Bake Off. She presents This Morning with Rylan Clark Neal, who Rylan Clark stole my life. I swear to God. I struggle to be happy for him because he's got the life 
that I want and deserve. But oh. well done him. He's really dragged himself up there. So we can, <laughs> we can only snaps for him. See, said, said through gritted teeth. Said yeah. through gritted teeth, but I really want to be happy for him. I don't want to hear bad things about him. He's very popular and he, he has worked for it. Yeah. She stands in for Zoe Ball on her breakfast show. She's, she's presenter spice. She's, she's all, real, all over the place. So all the time while she's doing these presenting bits, she's still threatening new music. So in the October 2016, she releases an Instagram of her jamming with Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> wow. I mean, she's got this live context, doesn't she? Hasn't she just? Yeah. And this album should be good. It's quite impressive. Well, in November 2016, a 12-track album leaks online. Oh, called oof. man it's called man on the mountain what a title well i wonder where that inspiration came from <laughs> well it's 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 i tentatively call it a country album so it is very guitar very acoustic-y obviously we don't know if this is how jerry wanted it to sound because yeah. you know it's it's leaked so it might not be the full release i i did listen at the time I'll be honest and say I didn't go back to it. I I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. It it was a struggle. It just and I, I I don't know if this is the album Jerry wanted. She did at the time say she was really disappointed that it had been leaked because you work so hard on something for so long and you have a plan in place and then it's it's just thrown out there by someone with with no respect and I totally get that. That is that, that is rubbish. Awful, that is isn't it? Really disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. She's really trying. She really tried at this time. You know, she yeah. begged Ollie Mers to do a duet, and he said no. Oh, uh, like if you can't even get Ollie Mers, right? But there is good news in yeah. 2016, right, Karen? Well, actually, I think it's early 2017. Oh well, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a look. So yeah, Jerry posts on Instagram saying, "Montague." Yeah, I'm getting Lauren to read this because I'm like, Montague? You're so yeah, bad Montague. with names. Oh, well, so I'm sorry I don't know anyone with this name. Montague George Hector Horner That's arrived a of a this mouthful. morning. A beautiful little brother for Bluebell and Olivia. Oh my God, did you say... Who are called, she's a stepmom. So. Did you say middle name was Hector? As in... Yeah. George Hector. As in Hex Hector, the remixer of Melanie C's I Turn To You. <laughs> Uh, Grammy winning. I know. So George is that George after George? A hundred percent. Yeah. So she, yeah, she names him after him, which you know is quite nice. Because he had he died the previous Christmas. Did he die before? I think she's pregnant she, at the time. Was she pregnant? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was literally about to prop. She was like nine months pregnant. Yeah, and he died on Christmas yeah. Day, 2016. Uh, yeah, that's a nice touch, actually, George. Yeah. I bet she considered yeah. calling him George, but it, but it would have been too painful. Yes. The Montague one is an interesting choice because, of course, the Montagues are one of the... It's the Montagues and Capulet, Capulets in Romeo and oh, Juliet. Oh, well spotted. Yeah. Oh, that's very so, Jerry. Shakespeare's by Because she's like, I'm a writer. I am 2008 <laughs> best-selling female celebrity children's author. And I'm going to name my child after the, one of the warring families in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so to be fair, Monty does sound like a character from Eugenia Lavender. Oh, yes. He does, 100%. Yeah. 
Well, in 2017, as well as Mother Spice, we get Jerry Halliwell, full presenter Spice. So she gets her own one-off BBC documentary. It gets a very Mariah Carey-esque title. It's called Jerry's 90s, My Drive to Freedom with Jerry Halliwell. Such a long <laughs> it's very title. me, I am Mariah, the elusive chanteuse. Was this the one with Denise Van Oten? No, it's just Jerry. Just Jerry. And she's, and she's, it's her telling us about the 90s through the metaphor of her buying a car she'd always wanted. The Guardian give it a hilarious review. Let me (laughs) read you some. Please share. Sure, it sounds fine on paper. Get Jerry Horner to tell her stories with the advantage of hindsight and bonkai nostalgics across the land will go loopy from nostalgia. Tangle hats will be dug out. Someone will put on a dodgy album. Tim Lovejoy might get an erection. However, in reality, this show wants to be two different things. One is a whistle-stop biography of Ginger Spice, the other a dead-wide cultural perspective. The main problem is Jerry herself. (laughs) Oh, God. As she happily attests, all Jerry ever wanted to be famous. Didn't matter how. If she couldn't be a singer, she'd be a TV presenter. If she couldn't present, she'd do game shows. Talent never seemed to come into the equation. She just wanted fame for fame's sake, something to fill the aching void in her life. But this monomaniacal self-absorption meant that she didn't actually pay much attention to anything else going on around her at the time. Which isn't a great quality if you're going to present a documentary about just that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think they've hit it on the head there. Movements were exploding all around her. But she was either too busy flipping cards on Turkish TV or railing against perceived slights by Gabby Rosalind to notice. She did buy a nice car, though, with the Spice Girls' money. And we see a clip of her driving it and going, Ooh. woo. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, the show is less a personal look at an important decade and more a highlights reel. There's the bit with Uni and Jax. And the bit about art. There's football. Kate Moss, Tony Blair. But then Princess Diana dies, so that's sad. But Nelson Mandela and Finley Quay and George Michael, which is brilliant. But then he dies too. So that's also sad. On the, <laughs> on the whole, it says nothing you couldn't learn from 45 seconds of absent-minding Wikipediaing. And in the middle of it, it's Jerry Horner, ignoring everything but her, saying nothing but trying hard. How very Jerry. Wow. So Jerry, trying her hand at so many different things. So that review is one of my personal highlights of the (laughs) biography, documentary, or whatever we're calling it. And that was written by, I'm going to name check because it was so well written, Stuart Heritage, at Stu Heritage. Good job, Stuart. Good job, Stu. We salute Stu. (laughs) For you, (laughs) Mr. Earl. We'll cut that. 2017, so she is working and we have had the very sad passing of George Michael at the beginning of the year at Christmas. Jerry Mm. releases her first international single in the June since Desire in 2005. So it's been 12 years. It's called Angels in Chains and it's a tribute to her BFF, George Michael. And it's done really tactfully, actually. She used some of his set. It's very, it's very sweet of her. She wanted to do something yeah. for him. She? she wanted to show how much she loved him, and I can respect. That. Well, she wrote it. She wrote it herself. She said it's quite a sad story, really. Like she, she said, as we just said, she was nine months pregnant when he passed, and he had been like a huge influence in her life. Like she'd always run to him when things were difficult. Like when she left the Spice Girls, she stayed with him in France. 
I mean, yeah. I saw an interview clip with him the other day and he's talking about her and he was like, well, yeah, she, she sort of rang and said, can I come stay with you for a bit? And I said, well, come to our villa in France. You can stay as long as you like. And it took her five months to leave, which I just thought was hilarious <laughs> that she'd really misinterpreted is stay as long as you like. And he'd just been like, yeah, well, you're very welcome here. <laughs> so. I mean, it's no Elton John Candle in the Wind tribute, but it's, she's definitely done oh, the best yeah. for her. You know? yeah, yeah. She, she, it comes from the heart oh definitely it's it's very well thought and so she's so there is a documentary that goes with it which is is nice it's like only a little 10 minute making of but it's it's really nice you can see her really trying she's used some of his session singers in the process so this is very supported by people who knew George very well had worked with him very yeah. well and you know loved him as much as she did as respectful and, which is a nice yeah. touch all the proceeds went to Childline, which is the same charity George donated his Jesus to a Child sales to. So, you know, this is all, I don't think this is publicity spice. This is very, her trying to honestly yeah. do the best she can. Yeah. Respect to her for this, for sure. It's a classic little black and white video. I don't want to talk about chart placings because they're not very good. And the sales no. are not very good because she's doing such a respectful thing. And I think her voice sounds better here than it's done in a long time. Like, I think she's I she's tried really hard yeah. on it. I'm not going to say any more about that. I'm going to let the song speak for itself. Mm. And then I have a funny George Michael, Jerry story to share with you. Every young gun has their fun The brightest star burns half as long Who knows why the good die young I wonder where you've gone Could have been born tomorrow Could have walked through the sorrow But you left us singing Apparently, so this is Jerry Halliwell, George Michael. He was her 
poster boy like on her wall she had a poster of jerry halliwell and in like all her old notebooks she'd written she was going to marry george michael and it was her she's just signing like jerry jerry michael jerry michael she's like i really do believe i'm gonna marry him and then when she's in the spice girls she meets him at an award ceremony and at this point she doesn't know he's gay so i'm not sure oh. when he comes out i thought it was like an open industry secret but it must be around He's, when he's outed, really, isn't it, with the, the toilet instrument. But she, she meets yes. him at the awards show. And this is her telling this story on this making of the song. And she's with the other mm-hmm. Spice Girls. And she says, you know, I'm looking around me and I'm like, I need to get George to myself. How am I going to get rid of these other four girls? And finds like <laughs> a way to shake them off. And I couldn't help but be like, Jerry Halliwell, Miss, if you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. <laughs> Shaking off your besties yeah. to get with a guy. Whatever happened to hoes oh, before bros? Yeah. Gays know, before right? lies. Jerry. Well. Yeah. Oh, but, you know. She goes after what she, she wants. She does. Okay, that's that. that determination. And then she finds out that he's gay and she thinks, oh, well, if I can't marry him, I'm going to have him as a best friend. That's what I did with you. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm not gay. <laughs> Oh, we should be together. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Well, that's why we've got to um, record this podcast from separate countries. <laughs> You've actually got a restraining order against me. <laughs> well, in November 2017, she finally appears to admit defeat on a solo career. She tells Red Magazine that it's it's just too demanding. She says, "Am I prepared to do gigs? I performed at 1:30 a.m. one night, got in at 4:30 a.m., and Bluebell woke me up at 8:30 wanting her mum." I'm not sure that lifestyle is conducive to where I am right now. Yeah, and right? that's fair enough because she's made, she's met a multimillionaire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I think music is for her rather than for money, isn't it? It's, I think she needs that uh, validation. And you, she's right, like performing at one thirty a.m. I mean, that's definitely gay. By the way, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And that's 100%. it's tough work, you know. And especially if you're getting little reward, like three hundred and fifty-three singles sold in Australia, like that's. Not worth the effort, mate. We get more weekly listens in Australia. (laughs) Humble brag. So 2018, she's full presenter spice. This is the last thing that we get before the reunion. Jerry is announced as a judge on a brand new primetime BBC talent show called All Together Now. I don't get that shit. Well, let me explain it. So it's hosted by Rob Beckett and Jerry is a celebrity judge. And it's very heavily sold on, oh, it's Rob Beckett and Jerry Halliwell, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming she was first booking and then they were like, oh, there's something missing from this panel. You've got Rob, you've got Jerry, we need something more. So they rope in 99 other people. So many <laughs> it's, people. It's, well, yeah. that's how many people it takes to make a full celebrity judging lineup with Jerry Halliwell. 99. Oh. When, you, when you've got 100 monkeys. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. 100 monkeys on 100 <laughs> typewriters eventually. They will give good feedback. And eventually they'll pick a decent singer. You hope. So it's, it is a fun show. So all the other 99 people are, they're not nobodies. They're all connected in some way to the music industry. So they might be casting agents or singers. Some of them are former like X Factor contestants. There's a drag queen. She's really fun. So it's a real, it's a real zeitgeist. All of these people effectively could have been yeah. in the video for Jerry's Half of Me. That's, that was the casting call. I do know a few people that are on the panel actually and they say she's very fun and very 
good to work with. She's very polite. She's very humble space. And that's Lisa. Yeah. 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 But you can't help but think she needs 99 people to fill the space. Oh, yeah. There is something about that. It's the elephant in the room. It's like she's not enough. Well, the show's been very successful. It's been pretty consistent in the ratings, around the 4 million mark. It's on its second series. They had a celeb special with Gemma Collins on it. It's hilarious. Oh, I did see the clips. It's so of hilarious. Did she manage to stay she up got, Yeah, she got through the first round. It was unexpected to even her because she was not prepared for the second song. <laughs> she didn't even know all the words. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. But this, this show has given us one viral moment in a musical theatre guy, a musical theatre gay, goes up and sings in front of Jerry Halliwell on a primetime Saturday night show, his version of the Spice Girls minus Jerry's Christmas number one single, Goodbye. So awkward in the, so many ways. This is such a questionable choice let's, in his part. Let's like, play the clip. There will come a day when you will be able, able to say, never mind the pain or the aggravation, you know there's a better way for you and me to be. Jerry, you like this one. No, no. <laughs> Do you know what the history behind that song is? I thought it was the message that they had to you when you left the band. Yeah, that's right. So when I left the band, it was really sad, and it completely brought me back to that moment, bringing all those feelings back. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad what you did. It was quite a ballsy choice. I think that song, it meant a lot to Jerry, but it meant a lot to everyone else who was around in yeah. that era at that time. There's, yeah. there's more tears there. Quite it was a risk, but... Well, you just come in and made everyone sad, Ben. <laughs> I mean, wow. I think everybody just collectively cringed so hard. I did quite like the fact that she's like, you know what this is about. She's a little patronising because she was obviously a little bit kind of taken aback. Well, he's a little young. Maybe he wasn't... Yeah. yeah. And she was like, do you know what this is about? And then it's she's like trying to... He does fight back, though, because he does... It. Yeah, he does say, well, you know, yeah. this song has a lot more connections to other people. It's not just about you, Jerry. Ice, <laughs> ice, ice. It means a lot. It means a lot 
to other people. Yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of like, yeah, you can try to make him understand that it makes her feel uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a good song to sing. Like, it's not like it's a no. song that's got so much range or it really showcases it's, your vocal talents or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you need a song that in a short period of time you can showcase yourself. And this is a slow song. And, and then, then she gets quite emotional as well. Yeah. Well, we knew that she would because when we watched the, the 2012 Leave for Forever documentary last week, the clip that we dropped into the episode yes. like she that's she's crying in that clip they all are like it's, she is, yeah. it's an emotional time like it's always going to bring back yeah. those memories I, and I just don't know who made that decision I'm assuming maybe it wasn't him and he was encouraged by the producers or I don't oh, know but... possibly the producers were like yeah that's a great idea when it was suggested because they were like oh they knew it would be a viral moment yeah the fact that we're talking about it right now means they've succeeded perhaps true 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 wow that's that so that is jerry halliwell's solo career to date who knows she is loving an instagram right now oh she is she's doing a britney on instagram yeah she is Um, please can we not mention britney at the moment seeing as no one has heard from her on instagram in a while and we're thinking of you brett if you're listening we are um but yeah jerry is really try you know she's looking good our dancing is you know she's on fire i'd say as far she's, as jerry Halliwell she's still in her energy behind this tour you know yeah. and i think we've got a, a couple of sneak previews of what the songs might be yeah that they perform uh, on tour so i've sort of come up across um never give up on the good times ribbit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you can't dance I mean, so it'd be interesting to see if they are actually included. The audience. Or if she's just dancing the, to them for the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I said it on the podcast, right? But um, I think I said it on Twitter. I, you know, we were talking about what would be a great opener for the show that ha- they haven't done before. Yeah. I suggested never give up on the good times. Okay. So picture the scene. We're there. Jessalyn has buggered off. We're <laughs> oh, all drunk, but there's one yeah. in hand. Uh, the lights have gone down, the VT starts, and it shows clips from the years, from the early days. Like, it flashes all these clips of the videos. The lights start rising. There's, like, disco lights going on. Everything's rising. It's, like, five, showing the uh, five, showing each of the girls four, showing each of the girls three, showing each of the girls two, showing each of the girls one, silence. Blackout <laughs> from the distance, the Mel C vocal. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on and do it acoustic yeah. then yeah. bang the song comes in lights go up all four of them come out all the dancers it's all wild and then they do the whole song yeah i mean that sounds banging i actually like that idea about having like if you can't dance as a start that, so that doesn't a have a it doesn't have a, an acoustic for mel c it, it can though. She I can, mean, you, you know, you have LC, she'll literally solo over anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that all the Space Girl, some of the Space Girl videos, music videos, have been, been remastered? Oh, yeah. yeah really? So the quality yeah. looks great. Yeah, you can actually make out what they're wearing. <laughs> or not Says a costume designer. <laughs> or not wearing, yeah. Mel B's nipples are still out. Yeah, love it. <laughs> okay, so. So what spice would Jerry be now? We've had literary spice, we've had presenter spice, talent judge spice, fashion spice, cooking spice, wife spice, mummy spice. What do you think we'd go with? Never give up spice. 
Oh, I was going to say home spice just oh, because you know she's found her partner, or, you know, her husband, or she's got her children, and she's found you know music isn't necessarily for her and her oh, soul. So in a way, towards the end, yeah. she has kind of. That's only in the last year. She spent the rest of the, year, the yeah. last ten years of this. I mean, homespun. She was in Australia for half of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she has since she's been married. I think she has sort of. That's where I'm getting the homespun okay, from. Yeah, um, what about you, Erin? Well, I've got written down. I'll do it, spice. <laughs> because sometimes it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But then I quite like. At the beginning, when we were like naive spice, yeah, no, no, but that's not that's not a good summing up. That well, was potentially, yeah. Well, wait, because I had another idea with it. So I thought about it while we were doing this. Why don't you have naive with a capital I? So you have I spice and naive spice. <laughs> nah, I like. I I mean, as funny as that is, I think I'll do it. Spice really speaks yeah. to this era of Jerry's life for me. Yeah, especially because it could be, "Come on, I'll do it, Spice." Exactly. Yeah, and she's got the I in there as well. <laughs> I Spice. I, yeah, for sure. I do it, Spice. I do it, Spice. I do it, Spice. <laughs> yeah. I do everything. I do all the things, Spice. Okay. Well, thank you for bearing with us, listeners, on this podcast recorded across the nations. We will be back with you next week for another solo episode. In the meantime. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and rate us on Apple iTunes and subscribe and just do all that jazz. Support us in the way you didn't support Jerry's other half. <laughs> yep, yep. And Erin, it's uh, Nations. What did I say? There's a plural there. You said Nation, just referring to England again. Four Nations. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we realise you are. Okay. My bad. Uh, anyway, love you guys. Thank you for all the support so far. Yeah, it's awesome. And make sure you share our podcast, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Song, song, song. Song, song, Better than chocolate. You're right in the pocket. You were tailor-made for me. An Instagram post from a guitarist says he is recording something acoustic for Jerry on a Johnny Ga- Cash guitar. Wow. Johnny Gash, I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Really been right. working on So that. you had big news, Karen. What was that? Oh, so yeah, Costco, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, yesterday I got a membership for £17. What hang on, it. what you paid £17 for your membership? Uh, well I split it with a friend, she got a card as well. But oh my god, I'm so jealous! Chickens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> two free chickens, forty-eight what? AA batteries, <laughs> and a carrot cake. And a £10 voucher to spend in the store. Oh, I'm so... Can we go next time I'm up? 
hundred percent. I went oh and my got God. 15 Bundaberg ginger beers for £8. <laughs> <laughs> Costco is like um, it's like the big supermarket for businesses, isn't it? So everything's at like yeah. half price. Yeah. And you know, obviously now we're in the podcasting business. <laughs> so I'll be claiming it on my taxes. Oh my God. <laughs> 